2: that's right for the final time of the week me majestic rory jennings what a pleasure it's been rory it's been a joy quick in it
3: it's been a joy and an honor
2: although i do have a slight
3: issue with your introduction why you asked are football fans ever happy and i can tell you having watched a lot of football last night that I am very happy Yeah, you're happy I'm very happy With both <laughs> results Both results went exactly as I dreamed uh, yeah, Exactly So I'm very happy I'm a football fan And I am a very happy one
2: I'm just The, the knee-jerk reaction from fans now Is just ridiculous Like we, we, Even with Spurs last night We're going to get into it But yeah It's just It seems like a, a lot of people Are just so quick to jump the gun And be like Oh, it's the end of the world it's nearly New Year's Eve, come on, I'm in party mode. Mm. We brought the cupcakes in today, yeah. we're having a New Year's Eve party. That's true, there is a good vibe in here. There's a great vibe in here. I've even got my colourful top on, you can watch it on YouTube, I'm looking rather colourful. <laughs> um, listen, uh, sporting teenage sensations. Of course, we're referring to 16-year-old Darts player, Luke the Nuke Littler. What was you doing at 16, Rory? I was pff, not
3: not very much. Playing a lot of football badly, uh, listening to a lot of garage music, Uh Pretending I was an MC, trying to what be a are? DJ. Yeah. Uh, what
2: was your MC name? I, t-
3: I tried. I, t- I tried. I tried a few. Dilemma was one. I MC tried, Dilemma. I tried, but then, then 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 somebody actually broke out who was called Dilemma, which made it. I think a DJ, which made life very difficult. Um. So no, I was certainly I was I was into a lot of things, but I didn't excel at anything. This kid's an inspiration. Unbelievable. Did it? you?
2: When did you? When did you sort of fall in love with with music and really I, give I this? F- DJ? First went on radio when you shouldn't have been on radio. You know the ones? Yeah. Uh, fifteen. I was fifteen on on the radio. Right, but about 15, 16, I was working at Toys R Us, mate. Were you? Yeah, three ninety-five an hour. No, 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 Enfield. Enfield right. Keeping it in
3: North. Right, right, right. Keeping it in North. Is that we really? Yeah, three ninety-five an
2: hour. Did you excel at anything as a kid? Um, pro- music. Music. Yeah. Yeah, but not not to that level. It's, it's taken kid, me a while to get to yeah. to the the but heights. This kid, this kid is an inspiration. Isn't He's it? Un- unbelievable. I, lo- I love it, and I want to see. So many more youngsters, especially in this generation now, where people, you know, I've got younger nieces and nephews, and and you know they're always criticised. You always on your mm. phone. You are always scrolling yeah. through TikTok. This guy's not been scrolling through TikTok. He's been on his darts. I know. It's
3: I know. Unbelievable. Do you know, I, saw, I saw a bit of. Uh, I saw a bit of footage of him. Madge. He was he was playing darts. He looked about two. Really, two years old. From throwing, you know, you know those tiny little yeah, those, uh, velcro, velcro. Yeah, I've got them in yeah. my house. Throwing them at a dartboard like from two years old. It just it does just show you like practice. Practice, dedication Obviously the talent Has to be there as well But it's uh, it's, it's an inspiring story Very
2: happy for him Guarantees himself £35,000 already In oh. the competition That's wonderful 16, 16 years old thirty five grand.
3: Yeah <laughs> Yeah he's going to be The main man in that Sixth form college Well
2: I know you were Happy with last night I wasn't But now it's t- t- time To talk about The Nightmare In North London
1: <laughs> here is is the corner. James Wall prowse into the centre. The header is off the crossbar from Mavropanos, and the former Arsenal player scores, and it's 2-0 to West Ham at the Emirates. And Arsenal's hopes of going back to the top of the table are being wrecked by West Ham. It's a brilliant, brilliant delivery from James ward prowse as you would expect. And the former Arsenal defender, Dinos Mavropanos, rose unchallenged on the edge of the six-yard box, headed the ball against the underside of the bar, and heads West Ham United into a two-goal lead. There is the full-time whistle. A big, big win for Brighton and Hove Albion at the end of arguably the most successful year in their history. A statement result for Roberto Deserbi as high-flying Tottenham are grounded on the Sussex coast.
2: Of course, last night, Arsenal at home at the Emirates, losing their first time game of the season. Two goals to nil against West Ham and Spurs being battered, really, for the first sort of 70 minutes against Brighton. And the MX finally ending four goals to two. Quite spicy at the end. But um, what did you make of the games last night, Rory? And boos at the Emirates last night.
3: I th- do, you know, do you know what? As much as I would love to kind of go in on Arsenal fans here and suggest that they are being incredibly ungrateful and in the fact that they're booing their team, I don't think... I don't necessarily think that's what it was. I think that they, you can explain the bl- the boos potentially by saying that they're booing the result, booing that particular performance rather than booing the team, booing out of frustration. I think if you speak to most, at least rational-minded Arsenal fans, they are very happy with where they are. They are very impressed by what Mikel Arteta is doing. And I think they believe that they have a team that are capable of of doing something pretty spectacular. Yeah, But... Equally, you can, you can believe all of those things and they still be so frustrated at the end of a London derby where basically they haven't turned up. You know, they didn't turn up. They, they weren't good enough. They weren't at the races. They weren't inspired. They weren't
2: hungry for it. And West Ham deserved their victory. Yeah, big time. I uh, just want to go to a Texas coming on 81089. Majestic doesn't know life outside of London. I think I do, sir. Uh, the Midlands and Northwest will lead the Premiership tomorrow. Aston the Villa not mentioned. Because we've not come to them yet. Yeah. We're dissecting what happened last night. The night is young. We've got, we got three hours, my the, friend. The night is come young. Come with us on a journey up the M1 and around the country. Because we're going to be talking about EFL as well. Because they've got some big games as well. Mm. And we're we'll going to be doing some EFL shout-outs. Um, yeah, Villa tomorrow, of course, at home uh, to to Burnley on uh, New Year's Eve, sorry. No, it's tomorrow. They're, we're playing New Year's Eve. They're playing tomorrow. Well, I thought for Aston Villa the other night, I thought that was a gimme for them to, to be at home um, when they played against Sheffield uh, United the other the other night. Mm. Uh, well, before Christmas. That was a draw. And then they lost to Manchester United. Mm. Burnley at home now doesn't seem as much as a given. But it probably is. But back to North London. We're in London now. Okay, <laughs> we're talking about North London the nightmare in North London. West Ham... Say so deserved victors last night, even though they was on about twenty eight percent possession.
3: But 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 that's see see that kind of that kind of remark there. I, I think I think that doesn't that doesn't do That doesn't tell the story. You know know that whole weird fallacy that being in control of the football somehow makes you in control of the game? And it isn't true. It isn't true. The opposition, I mean, Jose Mourinho was the expert for this. Jose Mourinho would often win games when his team had 30% possession. That's because he would fall on his sword and he would allow you to have the ball. He wanted you to have the ball because he knew that the way that his team was set up, he was capable of dealing with anything that you would throw at him. And that's how it felt last night for West Ham. David Moyes set his team up. He said, Arsenal can have the ball. You don't have the capability. You don't have the rationale. You don't have the minerals to break us down. And with a player like Angelo Bonner at the back, they didn't.
2: He was no. proved completely spot on. James Ward-Prowse and... and Giza, uh, what a player. Absolutely, I just, I just boy. can't believe he's not in the evening. And I would be absolutely probably behind him if he said to go South Carolina. "Mate, don't pick me. I don't, I'm not in. I'm not in the mixer now. But because... The guy has been absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, sensational I, player. He,
3: sensational delivery, so consistent. I don't think he's quite an elite footballer, no, 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 but, but, but what he's a very good player.
2: And see with West Ham and the way that they're playing, because like you said, the way that Moyes sets up his team and he's let you Come on, you can play. The personnel that they've now got at West Ham in Paqueta, Kudos and Bowen and then Prowse with the deliveries... Mm. It's, it
3: works i think if you talk about if you talk about the england setup if you think about the players that are in contention for that third midfield berth so you've got jude bellingham obviously sensational footballer starts for england you've then got declan rice obviously sensational footballer starts for england you've then got one spare place you've then got a place that is up for grabs and i've got a terrible feeling that gareth southgate will be true to form and fall back to his usual copybook, which is calvin phillips. phillips or jordan henderson which it can't be because Conor Gallagher is in with the shout here Conor Gallagher has been fantastic and James Ward-Prowse just for the consistency just for what he has done the elevation that he has put into West Ham United and to himself I think he's a I think he's a remarkable player and then by the way this is going to sound really reactionary but at what point do we start acknowledging that Jared Bowen is is (laughs) sensational at what point (laughs) at what point do we say at least to ask the question does Jared Bowen start over Bukayo Saka I don't think it's there yet. I don't think it's true at the moment. If I were picking the team, it would still be Bukayo Saka. But at some point, Saka's form needs to improve because Bowen is knocking on the door. He is fantastic.
2: He he really
3: is. He's everything you want from a sort of forward player, isn't he? he? He runs relentlessly. He's got an excellent end product. Knows exactly where the back of the net is. Happy to run the channel, 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 channel. Thorn in your side. Terrible to play against. He's a great,
2: great player. There's so many ways to come of, a, of this conversation now because, of course, we're going to talk about David Moyes being potentially offered a new contract. West Ham fans, I want to hear from you today. Oh three seven one seven double two double three double four. I have a lot of friends who are West Ham fans. I grew up with a lot of West Ham people. And the lot of majority of people I hear from, they're bored of the football. And they they've, mm. they've said, thank you, David. Thanks for the cup. Thanks for yeah. pushing us this far. But they feel like they can go up a next level. Yeah. Now, I don't really know what managers out there to take West Ham to another level but well, we can talk about that. But West Ham fans, would you be happy to give David Moyes a new contract? So West Ham fans, call us 03717 And Arsenal fans now, let's talk about Arsenal last night. And, um, you know, the difficulty to break down teams like a West Ham. They've done it this season when they've faced that low block team and they've managed to get it across the line. And that was what was as a Spurs fan, worrying me about Arsenal's consistency because they were winning like champions. Sometimes they weren't playing well but still winning. Yeah, winning in second gear, top of the league in second gear.
3: And you think at some point this is going to click, they're going to find fifth gear, and when they do find fifth gear, if they're winning in second gear, they're going to be unstoppable. They didn't turn up. It doesn't make any sense to me, particularly when you put it in context, particularly when you think about what happened the previous night. We watched Man City win in the way that champions win. It was all going against them. They were losing at Goodison Park. Sean Dice is going to make life very difficult for them. Goodison is a very intense, difficult place to to play. Everton are resurgent. The Gladys Street in full voice. And somehow City pulled out of the bag the way that champions do. We watched Liverpool the previous night. We saw their fans in the away end at Burnley. Liverpool, Liverpool top of the league and all that. So you would have thought that Liverpool win, make a statement. The following night, Man City win, make a statement. The baton is handed to Arsenal. Arsenal needed to then answer it. They needed to find their own rhythm. And ultimately, they were well beaten by a team that are very beat. You know what you're saying about West Ham? I do agree with you, Med. They are, it's, it's quite impressive. But it, it only feels like a few nights ago. Well, it was a few nights ago. Liverpool put five past them. It only feels like a couple of weeks ago. Fulham put five past them. You know, they're a beatable team, West Ham United, and Arsenal have let themselves
2: down. Uh, Majestic, please put Rory right. Of course Arsenal turned up, but Arsenal done a number on them. Will, come on you, Irons. Uh, Rory, have a day off. Bowen instead of Saka. Have you watched him play for England? He runs blind. Good for a mid-table team. Nowhere near good enough for the world stage. Mid-table team? Mm. West Ham ain't a mid-table team.
3: They're not a mid-table team. They won silverware last year. He scored in the final.
2: I think it's time to put some respect what on his you, name.
3: What more can you say? They won silverware. I mean, he was he was at the epicenter of everything good that Arsenal, uh, that, that West Ham did yesterday. This,
2: this conversation is going left, right, and centre. We're going to guide it back to back to North London in a moment's time. The Hawksby and
1: Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
2: You want to uh, bathe in the tears of Spurs fans? I do,
1: yeah.
2: And we've not even spoken about Spurs, Brian, yet we're so quick to talk about West Ham Arsenal. So let me do it with a fellow Spurs fan. Ryan's a Spurs fan, he joins us on the show. Good afternoon, Ryan. Good afternoon, lads, how we doing? I'm very good. Um, did you watch the game last night? Was you at the game? Yeah, no, I was
0: watching the game, mate. I am um, just driving back to Newcastle from Essex. Oh. Uh, and I got to... Um, Yeah, I've got to go to my first ever game at the new stadium
2: against Everton, which was a downside better than last night's drafts, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, What went wrong last night? I said it on the show yesterday, I said the big problem for us, of course, injuries defensively last night. We were very weak. Do you think that Big Ange was a little bit naive in playing Emerson Royale and Ben Davies when you've got someone like Eric Dyer and possibly Ashley Phillips, who are centre-halves in in his squad? Yeah, that's the point I made to your producer, mate. I I just
0: you know we've got ready-made centre-backs don't get me wrong untested at Premier League level but good enough to be trading with the first squad and good enough mm. for us to purchase Ashley Phillips It obviously doesn't like or doesn't rate Eric Dyer, but you've got the likes of Ashley Phillips who could have done a job and we're not going to know him until we try him so <laughs> playing Emerson Royale just for me is he's just a car crash football player
2: this is it you know you say about Ashley Phillips try him out see what, what happens because you know, we we were 4 0 down, there was nothing to lose. He brings on Veliers, who scores a goal for Spurs.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, and you saw his passion, you know, after he scored, you just saw how much it meant to him. And you could tell that, that, that he would get that level of Sebastian of Phillips. Um, but, you know, we've got to take the whole season in the context. You said earlier when you went on with um, Sam Matterface, the reality is we're fifth i did not expect us to be in the top 10 mate to be fair with wow. you know i didn't even know who actually as was i thought our season was just going to go completely outly dire but look at the way we we've played Rice, do,
3: do your do your expectations not change a touch though ryan a win last night would have taken you back above manchester city it's not it's not really about how you felt before anz postocoglu came in anymore is it it's about trying to do the best you can with the expectations that you're now justified in having
0: yeah, but you've also got to take that with a, an ounce of reality as well and looking at the injuries we've got. Yeah, right, every time we play I want us to win um, and I want us to, you know, and you know, we're only five points on the top, you know, there's, there's so much more to play for. Um, I think if we recruit well in January, uh, get the players back fit that we've got injured, I think we can make a real push of it.
3: Really important Not to time. acknowledge though, as as Tottenham certainly have injuries. But Brighton had more. Brighton had to make more changes. Brighton were up against it more than Tottenham last night. You
2: reckon? Yeah. were no Van der Ven, no Maddison. I saw saw an amazing
3: stat that I believe to be true. Five players who started for Brighton weren't born when
2: James Milner made his debut in the Premier League. Can we just mention James Milner quickly, please? Because I think that man is the most underrated football player of all time. Like, it is ridiculous. He's so decorated. Mm. I know he's like your face, right? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Mate... What the guy has won in the game and what he's done is in is phenomenal.
3: The longevity is, is truly It's unbelievable. It's, it's, You've got um, to respect the athleticism amazing. alone. Yeah, I mean, I remember when he broke onto the scene at Leeds. I think his first goal was against Chelsea, actually. They beat us 2-0 at Ellen Road and uh, and he scored his, his first ever Premier League goal. The fact that he is still playing, the fact that he's still going strong, playing Premier League football to a level that is very impressive is, is a testament to his brilliance. I think you are correct to bring him up. And I suppose because of the longevity, you have to put him in top Premier League...
2: Best and you know player. what? We're talking today about sporting icon teenage sensations. We talk about that goal. 16 years of age he mm. was, Milner, when he scored yeah. that goal for yeah, Leeds yeah. United. And you look where he came from. Leeds United, Newcastle, Villa, City, Liverpool. The yeah. man's won it all and done it all. So last night in my Spurs group when people were like, we're getting absolutely buoyed off by Danny Welbeck and James Milner. Put some respect on these people's names. These guys have won Premier Leagues. A long time ago, though. A long time ago, but that doesn't stop you from it's, being a quality player. Yeah,
3: but he's 37 years old, and the reason why the reason why Liverpool were happy to allow him to leave was
2: because they didn't believe that he was capable of doing it against top teams anymore. At the highest level. Yeah. He played very well last night, and I think he deserves his own little moment there because I think he was absolutely phenomenal. And Spurs last night was just waiting to happen. The problem is... Is there a plan B for, for for Big Ange? And is anyone happy to see him not playing that plan B? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Let's head back to the phone lines. 03717 Double Two Double Three Double Four. We have got another West Ham fan on the phone. Rob joins us. Good afternoon, Rob. Hello, boys. How are you doing? Uh, probably not as happy as you are after last night. North London is now yours, Rob. I'm giving you the keys, handing okay. it over. You I come. Don't know about that, boys. <laughs> I do not know about that. We're a
4: bit we're listening. It's an awesome you. The only reason I was giving you a call, I was watching YouTube earlier, and I see Jamie's comments. Now I think I think a lot of Jamie, and I agree with a lot of what he says. But at the same time, being a amid West Ham fan, I won't write to you lads, I'm coming in clear and blue. Um, I'm very bit, I'm a bit disappointed with what he said. I think when he turned around and said we punched punches above our weight, I think he's won there. I think I mean, listen, last year we we done. We did do well. We did listen, last three last three seasons, continuous Europe. On top of that we won the Euro Conference. Absolutely buzzing over that boys. Cannot tell you what that meant to me. Never ever did I think we would have the sort of West Ham day that we had back in the sixties and seventies, the likes of McLavenny and all that in the eighties and you know, we we, we we was thriving back then, we were saying Top. So when he turns around as well and says that West Ham, you know, punching above their weight, they're not as big a team as, as they think. Now, we are. We are. We've, we're a very historic team. We really are, lads. And to be honest with you, yes, Rice right, is gone. Of course he's gone. But you know what? He had to go, didn't he? Let's be, let's be fair. Let's be real. Even the boys in West Ham, the, the likes of Nolan, coach staff were telling him, listen, you've got to move on. You've got to move on. And he did. He moved them on to a tra- guaranteed Champions League team. Well, you would think so, especially the way they're playing our, our, under Arteta. Our You've got to give it to them. They're doing well. But West Ham are a resolute team. We've made some absolutely stunning signings. Look at Kudos,
2: boys. Oh, he yeah. Kudus been. Three. Listen, uh, Kudos uh, are fantastic. Oh. And I think James Ward-Prowse is up there with signing of, the, of the, the season for me.
4: Yeah, but I was saying that to the lads before, before um, I got through to you. Will Price has been underrated, mate. He's been so underrated. He's not been mentioned enough. What's t- did the, the boys' work on that field, this is what us West Ham fans love. We love the passion. Yeah. You understand? We love that. The boys get No matter what, you get on that field, and it's been a day since the day got when I was going over there as a nipper. Right? And I'm telling you, you give 100% on that field and we will f- we will love you excuse
2: my friends we will absolutely adore you no i no, i seen that with I, the west ham fans I, what is
4: the about?
2: i seen that with is west ham fans love um you you know what um rob it's a good point in, in terms of where west ham are now rory just looking at west ham for the last let's go for the last 5 years mm. uh 5 to 6 years well, let's just do just do david moyes tenure yeah from when he's come back to the club uh 1920 season he finishes 16th year after he finishes sixth year after that he finishes seventh then it's 14th and then they're currently sitting sixth Hmm. so are west ham punching above their weight right now i think it's very difficult to quantify it on some level
3: are west ham a top six team they are not they are not historically a top six team but what these these things need to change don't they these things need to these things aren't set in stone for a reason and it's a club like West Ham's responsibility to try and break down that glass ceiling.
2: Well, we've seen it happen because, of course, the traditional top four—Liverpool, Manchester United, Chelsea, Arsenal—yes, that changed. Manchester City, of course, with yes. everything that's happened, their revolution, and then Tottenham's into the Champions League yeah. eras that they've been doing. We've created a top six. Yes. Now, I think the Premier League is is so powerful right now that that top six is now changing to almost almost the top ten.
3: I think what I think what some West Ham fans will. Will would like to be the case is that they win a trophy like they did in Prague. You know, the, the the culture of the whole club changed. They haven't won a trophy since 1980. And all of a sudden, they're singing about being champions of Europe. They're signing elite players in certain circumstances. And I think what they want to see is progression. And under David Moyes, I think to some, it may feel like there is stagnation. Like they could have been a little bit more, a little bit more optimistic or a little bit more progressive and employed a different, more optimistic manager. Like David Moyes, he isn't the most inspiring, and it's all very well talking about the achievements. They did lose 5-0 to Fulham. He was on the precipice of disaster last year. You yeah. know, Fulham away, they were going to get sacked. They only managed to accrue 40 points. I actually believe that had Jared Bowen not scored that goal in Prague, David Moyes wouldn't be the manager this season. Like, they were going to sack him. 40 points in the Premier League is what they accrued last season. Like, that's nowhere near enough, is it? No, especially finish, finishing 14th. Yeah 14th on 40 points Okay they won a trophy And that that season Will go down in history As actually one of their best ever But it's these small margins And I think some West Ham fans Will be looking at it Thinking He got out of jail With that trophy Gary O'Neill West Ham Would that be a fit? I'm very impressed By Gary O'Neill But I think what Some West Ham fans Will want I think what the board Want as well You know how they try And position themselves As like London's club The London Stadium Huge ground Like worst away day In the Premier League As far as I'm concerned But huge (laughs) ground They are trying to be bigger. They are trying to be part of the top tier. The elite. Yeah, and I don't know if David Moyes is the man to take them into that. I think perhaps he is the man to take them this far in the way that maybe... You know how Mark Hughes took Manchester City so far before somebody like Roberto Mancini, a little bit more glamorous, a little bit more well-connected, a little bit more impressive. Maybe David Moyes is West Ham's Mark Hughes. I mentioned Gary O'Neill.
2: Who's the bigger club, Wolves or West Ham? West Ham are a bigger club than Wolves I think Wolves Wolverhampton mm. I think West Ham United are a bigger club interesting Wolverhampton fans call us 03717 4 we've got Martin who's a Leicester fan joins us on the show good afternoon Martin
1: good afternoon lads
2: Hello, uh, Martin quickly uh, Leicester high flying in the championship uh, Harry Winks how's he been for you this season what do you make oh, of Winks
1: he's been superb Absolutely superb! Doesn't give the ball away.
2: I'm Super. so happy for him to find that he's found his
1: place in, in Leicester because oh, oh, hey, mate, mate's his tick. Uh, I mean, like, like you're saying, also he's injury-free. Like we've let Madison go, and I mean, Madison's a fantastic footballer, but he carries injuries regular. And like you know, we've got Harry Winks, and I'll just say that watching him, I, I go down and watch him. His his distribution, his, his professionalism, everything you can see, is a top top pro. Absolutely
2: delighted for him. Uh, let's talk about Ward Prowse um, quickly. Well,
1: I, I came onto your programme when the World Cup was on and um, I was speaking to Mr Mills and he was sort of saying, sure, we'll bring Ward Prowse on for three kicks, etc. Ward Prowse is the complete player. Now, it's not for me to say I'm a Leicester fan. I'm listening to all the West Ham fans. I know, I know how good Ward Prowse is. I've watched him with Southampton. How he conducted himself as well when he was having the transfer it was superb. I think it's a click. I look at Mark Noble. If Mark Noble had played for Arsenal, he would have gone England cap. No doubt about it. And what I'm saying is, Ward-Prowse, as they look at it, it's an unprofessional, not unprofessional, it's not a glamorous club. It's not in like you've just been mentioning the top six. Ward-Prowse, should be in, not only in the England team. He should play in the England team. He's a top top performer.
3: Martin, is it a slight red flag though? You know, you talk about Mark Noble there, and you say if if Mark Noble played for a, for a top tier team, he'd be playing for England on a regular basis. You're saying that that the same can be
1: applied to various other players like Will. Well, let perhaps... me give you an example. When in, when Leicester won the Premiership, mm. right. The only player that took was Jamie Vardef to the Euros 216. The took Jack Wiltshire, who played four games for Arsenal. Come on, let's get real. But
3: does it not not tell us something that that top-tier managers haven't come in for James Ward-Prowse? Does it not tell us something that top-tier managers never tried to sign Mark Noble?
1: This is where my argument is. You look at, you look at uh, all right, them gone about facts or statistics. A top manager, I, t- I tell you what, it doesn't, this is what I'm saying. This is why England have never won anything. It's form that wins you major trophies, not names, not who you play for. It's form. He's on, he's on top form. They've just got, I'm just listening to everybody, and it amuses me that they're saying West Ham ain't this and ain't that. They've just gone to Arsenal's backyard and beat them 2 0. They've just gone over there. They're but just but surely, away.
3: if James ward Prowse was the player that you're suggesting he was, wouldn't Pep Guardiola have gone in for him rather than going in for Nunes?
1: Well, Pep Guardiola went into one of well for the for the Leeds side uh, in the England team, didn't he? And he can't get in his team, but he's still in the England side, isn't he? You know, yeah. I mean, I think personally, Jane Ward-Farce is a top, top professional. The only way we'll find out is if we if we stick him in and get and give him a chance.
2: Absolutely brilliant call cool from Martin in Leicester. There, you listen to Majestic and Roy Jennings on Talk sport the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So we've been asking you about sporting icons when you were sixteen. So when I was sixteen, I was uh, doing community radio. Let's just call it that uh <laughs> for the purposes of uh my job community radio uh where i was MCing and then and, and rapping on a tuesday evening uh in, in north london in the in the flats and uh and i was working at toys r us playing football on the weekend you know just being a teenager what was you doing at 16.
3: very similar mm-hmm. very similar you're you doing a bit of acting though
2: weren't a bit of acting
3: yeah i was doing a little bit of acting what was the... you doing then in 16. at that age I did. Do you remember? Do you remember the Far Show? Of course. So when I was a kid, I did the Far Show. There Hang on.
2: Well, 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 well. You can't just bring up one of the greatest British comedies of all time and go. <laughs> do you remember the Far Show? Was, <laughs> he was on the Far Show. I was a very
3: insignificant part of the Far but Show. What, but what? bit? Tell so, me more. So there was a there was a, a recurring sketch called the Competitive Dad. Of course. So the kid in the Competitive Dad would often be seen wearing Chelsea kits and things like that. Yeah. That kid was me. No. Toby. Where he batters you like squash, Batter, squash tennis, cricket. swimming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's you. Yeah. So I was the kid that would get battered every week, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, who, who got the best present at Christmas? Who got the best, yes, and, and that's when I pushed back. That's when I pushed back, <laughs> I gave him a little bit back. Yeah, yeah. In the, there was a Monopoly sketch where his father gave him a load of grief and I kind of stuck up for him. That was a the coming of age moment for the kid. But yeah, so I was doing doing a little bit of acting, kind of dreaming of, dreaming of I don't know, doing Pinter on Broadway. Just kind of still dreaming about being a professional footballer, although I'm still doing that now. I'll never I'll never put that dream to bed. I still
2: believe. Um, and and then, so, yeah. Like, so you're 16, you've done that, you're on, you're on The Fast Show just casually, <laughs> uh, as you do. One of the best British comedies of all time. Who was your sporting icons at uh, the time?
3: There's only one answer here. There's only one answer. When I was a kid, it was all about Dennis Wise. Dennis adored Dennis Wise, really? like, yeah, absolutely adored him. Thought he was thought he was sensational. He's a remarkable footballer, Dennis Wise. He managed to transcend the two Chelseas. You know the Chelsea, yeah, of, he did. Yeah, you know, you know, like the, the the team that he would have joined compared to the team that he would have left. Like he he joined a team where maybe Graham Stewart was one of the better players. You know, he's playing with with Vinny Jones and Jacob Yelberg. and he ended up keeping Didier Deschamps out of the team. He, he managed to evolve. He was actually the only Chelsea player. You know, there were a lot of good players in, say, say before the before Ruth Hulit's era. There was a lot of good players at Chelsea. You know, you had Gavin Peacock, you had uh, John Spencer, you had some very talented footballers. But none of them could actually cut it when the likes of Roberto Di Matteo arrived, the likes of Frank Leboeuf arrived, the likes of Gianluca Vialli arrived. The only player, the only stalwart that managed to hang around, be captain, be brilliant was Dennis Wise. I truly, I truly loved the bloke. And I still, to this day, idolise him. You know, if I met Dennis Wise now, I would be starstruck. Really? Have you genuinely. never met him? I've never, I've I've been around him. But no, I've never, I've never had the privilege of actually meeting him. I'd love to.
2: Looking at my sporting icons when I was about 16, uh, at that time, you would have had sort of like Teddy Sheringham at Spurs, Sergei Rebrov, uh, <laughs> uh, Stefan Freund, Tariqo. Uh, Stephen Freund. So, you know, Spurs, there wasn't really the superstars, although I adored Darren Anderton as a a youngster. Loved Darren Anderton. Darren Anderton, yeah. Um, But it was very much on the international football stage. The Brazil team, 2002, 2002 World Cup. The the team of Brazil at that time was just ridiculous. Mm.
3: Well, it was supposed to be the England golden generation. And when you look at their generation, you look at their team, you kind of go, well, they must have been platinum if we were golden.
2: Well, listen, this is their starting 11. Marcos in goal. Lucio and Wilson, uh and Junior, Roberto Carlos and Cafu as wingbacks, Gilberto and uh, Cleberson in, in the middle, then Ronaldinho, Rivaldo and Ronaldo as your front three. Yeah,
3: I mean, as a front three, it's ludicrous, <laughs> isn't it?
2: Ronaldinho,
3: Ronaldo, Rivaldo. They are arguably three of the greatest footballers yeah. who R- have ever.
2: Li- R9 is my hero. R9 is my hero. I loved him. Remember when the, when the boots come out? Yeah. The R9 boots yeah, and all that. Yeah, yeah. For, for me, he will always be the original Ronaldo. Yes. Some of the stuff he used to do as a footballer, I just—I've never seen anyone do since. No, it's—it's it's amazing how ruthless he was, how much he achieved, and you've got to
3: remember, that it was all cruelly cut short with injury. Mm. Imagine if he wasn't so chronically <sighs> struck down by injury. Imagine what he would have achieved. But- Truly, he's got to be the best player to have never won a European Cup.
2: The reason why we're talking about this and being 16 is because Luke littler has taken the darts world by a storm and has even had these pitches taken with Arsenal superstars Aaron Ramsdale and Declan Rice. Imagine doing that at 16. Loads of messages coming in. My sporting icons at 16 were Sir Kenny Dalglish and Daley Thompson, both legendary. That's from Martin mm. in Grange over Sands. Being a Chelsea fan, my football icon was Kerry Dixon. But sporting icon was Daily Thompson, but also loved Brian Jacks because of uh, yeah, superstars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sandy show. Look, a couple of big loving for Daley Thompson there, which is br- brilliant to see. Have you so- ever heard Adi Oladipo talk about Daily Thompson? Yes, I actually have.
3: It's it's it's, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. If, if Adi Oladipo talks about either John Barnes or Daily Thompson, he just goes off on one. He goes off on a tangent, so passionate. We'll talk for hours. So much knowledge
2: on both. Um, they are two of his true heroes. I'll tell you who's passionate is our good friend Danny who listens to the show and he's been loving the polls on X this week he said Madge why don't you put up the JWP debate on your X for your daily beg I mean a poll so <laughs> is he done that again. Danny's back. Danny, do you know what? It's actually Danny is actually a great a part of the show. Danny's part of the show. I think he might be in the gallery somewhere, but he's not had a cupcake. That's why he's upset. Uh, I think that's actually a great shout with the James Ward Prize thing because no one is leaving that alone at the minute. Oh my God, the far show. Who's watching the fishing one last night? It's so funny. This guy needs a rise. That's from Len.
3: I agree, Len. Len, that's <laughs> the first. That's the first little bit of support I've ever had on a text message on this show. Really? Thank you very much. No, that's, no, the first, that's, br- that's the first time. That's the first time that anybody's been. Even slightly kind. So, thank you very much, Lenny. I really do, uh, really do appreciate that. A West Ham fan as well. They don't
1: generally like me. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four p.m. on Talk Sport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes.
2: Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right.